BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Resources are scattered out, state, local, and federal, and they really focused on a home in Bowdoin last night. That's where Robert Card lives, and for a moment, it appeared they thought he was inside. So Maine State Police confirmed they served search warrants at the home. No gunshots were fired. After about two hours, they left with no sign of card. If you couldn't hear that, obviously they thought he was in there or might be in there because they, 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 they said, hey, you know, we have your house surrounded. Come out with your hands up. Obviously, you wouldn't say that unless you thought there was a chance he was in there. He wasn't. Um, I haven't used his name yet. I realize everybody is. It is a different situation since you got a wanted man. Uh, you know, if you come across him or you know him, it helps to have his name out there. But just in general, we've we've never liked the idea of making these people household names. And if this stays in the news for long enough, I mean, all those horrible murders happen on Wednesday night. It's now Friday, and the guy's still on the loose. And I hear his name fifty times a day. I'm I'm looking up at my bank of TVs. Every TV right now is doing that story. The manhunt for the mass shooter but you make these people household names and it there is no doubt about it that that encourages other people on the edge of mental illness to think this is how i make a mark in the world and uh i don't like it but i was trying to think first of all i don't think this is the biggest story in america at all even though it's being treated that way i think the biggest story in america is the uh airstrikes on syria last night by the u.s military that we have 
now gotten that much more involved in the war in the Middle East and where that might lead us. That is definitely the biggest story in America. But I understand the compelling nature of a mass shooter of this level on the loose for this many days. I was trying to think, when when is the last time? I don't remember. Michael, do you or Katie, does anybody remember another time that we had one of these people on the loose like this after one of these mass shootings for days? Boy, I don't think so. So this is this is a pretty unique situation that he's out there armed, very, very dangerous, hopefully dead, but maybe not. Um, I would think if his plan was to continue to go to on a shooting rampage, he would have got to another town and done it by now. His his plan can't be to, like, get away and, you know, live out the rest of his life in peace and harmony. I mean, that that's obviously ridiculous. On the other hand, he's he's completely mentally ill. He's completely crazy. He's hearing voices. I mentioned last hour the whole thing where he he bought hearing aids and cranked them up because he thought everybody was talking about him and he wanted to hear what people were saying about him. He was that level of paranoid. And his sister-in-law, his brother's wife, who knew him well and knew how much he had been struggling over the last year, as soon as she heard about the shootings at the bowling alley, her first thought was, I hope it's not him. If, you're, if, if your first thought is it might be him, that's, yeah, that's, that's not good. Uh, and it was him. And he killed a whole bunch of kids and just bowling on youth night. God, that story about the 70-something-year-old guy who's been teaching kids how to bowl on Wednesday nights for years, that that little bowling alley in a tiny little town, oh, it's just heartbreaking. It's just awful. On the other hand, we've got the weird circumstance. If this guy's crazy, if he's like actually hearing voices, thinks people are talking to him crazy, how much do you hate on him? How much do you... You know, you call him a scumbag, whatever, like normal things I normally say about these people. If he's completely lost touch with reality. I don't know, actually. Yes, Katie? Uh, I'm just looking that one of the last times that they had uh, a, a serious fugitive that c- killed multiple people go missing was back in 2014. Uh, with Eric Freen, who uh, ambushed P- uh, Pennsylvania police officers. And he went missing for 48 days after that. Ooh, I don't remember that story. Yeah, but that that's the last time that there was a manhunt of this size for this type of a serious Yeah, these people are almost all, almost always end up dead at their own hand or the cops' hands and then or, or apprehended. But the idea of being on the loose after it, uh, such a high number of people shot, we, we keep talking about the number of dead. There's like 50 wounded in addition, some of them in really, really bad shape. Dang it, it's just such a horrible story. But the, the mental illness aspect, I hope it gets good scrutiny. What drugs was he on? Did the drugs make it better or worse? How are you in a mental hospital talking about violence and you still have access to guns? We don't have laws where we, we, we can come take your guns if you're talking about shooting up a place? Maine has some of the loosest gun laws in the country, but... This sort of thing happens all the time in places with some of the strictest gun laws in the country. So you can't draw conclusions from that. Anyway, we'll be following that story. Going to talk economics later this hour. Some really interesting numbers out. Giant quarterly growth last quarter. While inflation ticked up again. And I just came across this. More Americans are rating retirement funds for emergencies. Going into their 401k, which you pay a high penalty for, by the way, if you don't know tax-wise. But do not take money out of your 401k to pay some bills before you consult a tax expert. Because you're going to get hit hard. And uh, and it'll seem like a bad idea. But um, 
consumer spending is two-thirds of the economy, and so all the economists are saying the reason the economy grew 4.9% over the summer, that's huge. Consumer spending. Well, are we all putting it on our credit cards and dipping into our 401ks to go to Taylor Swift concerts and football games and all that sort of stuff? God, I hope not. So anyway, we'll be talking uh, economics a little bit later this hour. I want to touch on this because I deal with pharmacies a lot for a variety of reasons, including one kid that's on a number of different drugs. And man, the pharmacy battle wears me out. Never their fault. I'm never angry at these people. I do have the advantage of having a friend who is a pharmacist now in management, but was just a frontline pharmacist for a long time. A buddy of mine, his wife uh, was a pharmacist and you got to be super smart. To become a pharmacist, a lot of chemistry and all math and all these different sort of stuff, get a degree, you go to this job, you think it's going to be, um, you know, helping people get the right medicine and all that sort of stuff, and it ends up just being mind-numbing, dealing with insurance and corporate policies and all this sort of stuff and people yelling at you, and it burns people out fast. And the article in USA Today about it is, Nation's pharmacy chains in revolt. Pressure and burnout have the workforce fighting back. It's tough to be a pharmacist under any circumstances. Like I said, dealing with the... I mean, how many... I I don't get mad at them because I know it's not their fault, but I certainly get very, very frustrated when I go and they say, insurance said they won't uh, cover this. Well, they've covered it the last time nine times in a row. Why are they not covering it this time? I don't know, but that'll be $234. Why is it $234? Well, you can check with your pharmacy and come back. Yeah, but that we need the medicine now. It's the way medicine generally works. So, And it's, 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 a, it's a mess, and you've probably dealt with this before, but I didn't know this added layer that they mentioned in USA Today. Um Sell store more sell more memberships at the store is what a lot of pharmacists get in their weekly meeting. Did you know that that they're pushing having to push memberships on you? Push for more prescription pickups, pickups. Vaccinate more people. You get bonused, or the store gets bonused on how many people they vaccinate. Um, this is one uh, CVS district leader threatening to discipline and and, and 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 staff cuts unless pharmacists convince at least five customers that week to get a flu shot before flu season had even started. You've got a number of people you have to convince to get a flu shot as a pharmacist. So you went to school, all your chemistry and everything like that to help people, but somebody's keeping track of how many old people you pushed into getting a flu shot or how many memberships you sold or all that different kind of thing. And then as it gets more and more complicated, obviously with the whole insurance situation and all that, regulations, sounds like a horrible situation. I uh, live in a college town so I see these new pharmacists come on board at my local pharmacy all the time, and they're smiling, and they're fresh face, and they're happy about life, and they've got their first job out of college, and they're, they're all excited about everything like that. And within weeks, no smiles to be seen. I've seen these people go from smile, hi, how are you, having a good day, to just grimly shuffing around, obviously hating their lives and their jobs in weeks. We've got to figure out a way to not have these jobs wear down the few number of pharmacists we have in this country, and we don't have enough for all kinds of reasons. And they mentioned CVS and Rite Aid and Walgreens. And so there's a lot of factors involved, but yet another crisis in our whole healthcare system. Shortage of doctors, burnout there. We all know about the insurance problems and all that sort of stuff. But uh, 
it's it's a mess at the pharmacy already. If these people start quitting and going into other lines of work or not going to pharmacy school in the first place because they started so hor- thought decided it's so horrible, uh, the shortage is only going to get worse. Yeah. Raising their prices on prescription jugs. Prescription jugs. That's right. I couldn't do that job for a day before I'd lose my mind. God, I saw. Oh, I was at my CVS the other day, and some guy was yelling at the pharmacist in the way that I never do. Just lighten the person up, and I thought, dude. This poor 22-year-old girl, she got nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with it at all. That the big insurance company, it shows up on the computer, they're not paying. There's nothing she can do. Sucko situation. I wanted to get to these tipping uh, statistics and a couple of other things about pumpkin spice season from Jimmy Fallon. We've got that coming up. Armstrong and Getty. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does anybody know what intersex is? I know it's one of those labels. What's intersex? Don't Google it. That's cheating. Don't Google it, Katie. That's cheating. You think I know what that is off the top of my head? Yeah, I was wondering if you did. It's a term that you hear a lot in the last couple of years. Do you know what intersex means, Michael, off the top of your head? No, no, I don't. I didn't either. Do you want me to tell you what uh, chat, chat AI is telling me or no? Uh, the Biden State Department is celebrating Intersex Awareness Day. Intersex is an umbrella term for a variety of conditions in which a person is born with reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't fit the typical definitions of male or female. Okay, so you're not uh, male or female. Um, So the State Department put out this. Now, I realize it's just a statement and probably not a lot of time was used or... We're striking the Middle East. We're on the verge of World War III. We're involved in Ukraine. All the things are going with the State Department, and they've got a statement out today. Today, in celebration and recognition of Intersex Awareness Day, we re- we affirm the United States' commitment to promoting and protecting the human rights of intersex persons globally. Blah, blah, blah. goes on and on and on and on. I hope it didn't take much time of, of anybody's time with everything that's happening in the world. Let's get some of the headlines with Katie Green. Oh, good. I'll just come right out of the intersex talk. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. First one coming from the New York Times. The U.S. retaliates against Iran in Syria, trying to ward off more attacks. Yeah. Well, I felt like it, and I'm just a layman, but it just seems so small to me with all the attacks. Iran has had on our military institutions in the last couple of weeks, hurting a whole bunch of people. And then we hit a couple of empty air bases. I'm sure we, uh, you know, blew up a bunch of stuff, but it just doesn't seem like the real hard punch in the nose that you need to let Iran know, way. we're serious. We'll do you some serious damage. Mike Lyons seemed to agree with that when we talked to him earlier, but uh, maybe, maybe there's more to come. I don't know. From the Washington Post, amid mass shooting manhunt, Mainers are jittery, stoic, and often armed. They're saying that in Maine they have an open carry. You don't you don't right. need a concealed carry permit, so a lot of people are armed and ready to go here. Boy, nobody at that bowling alley was carrying a gun though. Could stop <sighs> the guy. Man. New York Post. Wife of crazed pilot Joseph Emerson says he would never have knowingly hurt anyone. Forgot about that story. That was earlier this week. So it turned out he hadn't slept in forty hours. He was on mushrooms. Okay, so, all right. You know, he took those mushrooms 48 hours before the flight. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about mushrooms. Too bad Joe's not here. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and he would agree. Um, uh, that, that, uh, that was a meaningless statement from his wife. Every drunk driver who kills somebody right. would, wouldn't knowingly hurt somebody either, but they got drunk and drove, and then they did hurt somebody. So, Yeah. From the Washington Times... Ghost towns, federal office buildings are 80% vacant. Government audit finds. Wow! What a stunning number! 80%. For federal office buildings nationwide. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. All that electricity and water and parking spaces and... Oh, my God. 80% empty. How long has that been true? I'll bet they were a lot more empty than we realized before the pandemic. That's a number that that we taxpayers should keep track of. Holy crap! Yeah, and not a single agency has topped 50% use in the last three years. Wow, because it's pandemic. Because in in for-profit businesses, you end up 50% empty or 80% empty, you're going to downsize to a smaller building. You're not going to keep paying rent or uh, you know, loan payments for whatever you're paying for being in that building because you've got to make a profit. But in government, since the endless taxpayer spigot, you just stay empty? Wow, that's something. It's great spending money that isn't yours, right? Wow! USA Today, Toyota recalls 751,000 Highlander vehicles for risk of parts falling off cars while driving. Yeah, you don't want that. Now, from Radar Online... Putin death rumors intensify. Kremlin cancels major public appearance after Russian leader suffers suspected heart attack. Yeah, there's been so many of these since the war in Ukraine started that turned out to be nothing. But but if yeah. he did have a heart attack and died, they would try to keep it a secret for, for as long as they could. And finally, the Babylon Bee. Mike Johnson's family and friends stunned to learn that he's a congressman. <laughs> All right. Yeah, talk about coming out of nowhere. Um... <laughs> Well, the most amazing thing I've heard today, and you got a serial killer on the loose, and we might be in World War III and all these different giant stories that are going on. The most amazing thing I've heard today is, on average, our federal buildings are 80% empty. 
Wow. I'm going to jam this in. We've got just enough time. Jimmy Fallon on Pumpkin Spice. Actually, we don't have enough time. We don't time. have enough time. No, you we said we had a minute. No, yeah, we, we don't lied. have enough time. Why did you ter- turn my studio into a den of lies? I'm sorry, but... Okay, we'll have to get to that next half hour. Coming up, we're going to talk to a guy from uh, Bankrate.com about the weird economic situation we're in with the explosive quarterly growth that Joe Biden's got to be looking forward to touting, at least until the next numbers come out. 4.9% growth last quarter. That's huge. Uh, But is that driven by consumer spending? And do the consumers actually have the money? Are we putting on our credit cards or digging into our 401ks to do it? How long can we keep this up? Are Fed's going to have to, is the Fed going to have to raise interest rates again to try to cool the economy off? Because that was the whole goal. All that on the way. If you miss a segment, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Good news on the U.S. economy. It grew by an annual rate of nearly 5% in the third quarter, beating expectations. Well, that's a short clip. Uh, 5% is a high number. And that's why we need to talk to a senior economic analyst, not a junior economic analyst, who wouldn't know a prime interest rate if I walked in the room and slapped him in the face. We're talking a senior economic analyst like Mark Hamrick, with, who is the Washington Borough Chief with Bankrate.com. Mark, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. How are you? Good to be with you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. What are you dressing as for Halloween? Oh, I can just go as myself. That scares plenty of people, <laughs> and it really saves money. Right. Um, so 5% quarterly growth is huge, isn't it? For sure. Uh, This is annualized. So uh, what we do is take the number and multiply it by four to get what it would be for the full year. But, you know, the the long term trend is about one point eight or two percent. So we were twice uh, the growth rate of the previous quarter uh, and above the long term trend. uh, But, uh, you know, as I wrote in the note, uh, that I shared with uh, our friends uh, sort of across the spectrum and on LinkedIn and elsewhere, 
uh, take a good look at that because uh, you won't be seeing a number that high again for a good while, more oh, than likely. Okay, so why is that? And I know the the whole raising interest rates thing. The point of that is to slow down the economy to try to you know stop inflation, and then we're growing this fast. So yeah, what's going on there? Sure. Well, first of all, let's acknowledge, and uh, if we're if we're in a mood to celebrate the fact that the economy has proven more uh, resilient and ultimately robust than uh, most of would have given it credit. And in our quarterly economist surveys that we've been doing for many years, we go back to the first quarter of last year, 2022, when they were starting to say collectively that the risks of an imminent recession were elevated. And here we are in the fourth quarter uh, of 23, and we don't have uh, a recession that is quantifiable uh, occurring right now. So uh, a lot of things have been done uh, to sort of get us where we are, and there are a lot of things being done to sort of unwind the parts of that that can be unwound. Uh, As you know, uh, there was a lot of fiscal stimulus put into the system by two Congresses and two presidents uh, in response to the pandemic. Uh, We had interest rates at record low levels, not only uh, during the pandemic, but for the broader part of the previous 15 years, sort of barely deviating from that in between the pandemic and the great financial crisis. Uh, And there is some long-term federal spending related to infrastructure, et cetera, uh, that are not making a huge difference, but do make a difference on the margin. The other part is that consumers really did accumulate more savings than they would have had a tendency to do during the pandemic. Part of that was forced. Part of that was fiscal assistance in the form of things like the child tax credit. Um, and as we've seen, uh, there has been some component of revenge spending, as is witnessed <laughs> by the would-be fistfights that are occurring on airlines and on airports uh, all over the world. Revenge spending. So a lot of economics, as you know, you're an expert on this, but uh, is, you know, pretty hard numbers, nuts and bolts. You got them, this many bushels of corn or this many, you know, whatever. Um, but a lot of it's an emotion, especially when you get to the consumer spending, which is two-thirds of our economy. That's just emotion. Mm-hmm. And so um, you think we had money burning a hole in our pocket? My concern is what, what, what the way these numbers don't fit together, of course, on the consumer spending is I'm not feeling wealthy, and nobody I know is. And every time you go to the grocery store or go through a drive through at McDonald's or get gas or whatever, you're shocked by the price, yet we continue to spend. What's the psychology going on there? Sure. Well, you weren't alone in any of those places, I'm guessing. Uh, So you had plenty of company. That's one thing. The other part is inflation elevates uh, the dollar uh, adjusted or measured amounts of spending just alone. So if we have inflation that's Mm. close to a 4% annual increase, uh, that helps to get you uh, some of the increase. But spending has been uh, up on an inflation adjusted basis as well. So um, I, what I would say is, and I think that's a very good point you're making, that, uh, you know, we are not all, I'm going to go sort of an ancient uh, cultural reference or pop culture reference here, we're not all Mr. Spock, right? We're not all acting uh, only with logic. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, the experts in psychology would tell us that most of the decisions we make are actually sort of emotionally based and not sort of you know, using the abacus to figure it out. So I do think that there's a big part of that, absolutely. And and it's not sustainable at its current pace. I think that's the most important part of it. Well, and no, in the, in the economy, it can't count on a Taylor Swift concert every summer either. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, my other concern is with the consumer spending, because I just had this thing in front of me. 
um, uh, the number of people, it's a high number of people that are dipping into their 401ks for emergency spending or putting it on credit cards. How, how much of the consumer spending is stuff we really shouldn't be spending? Well, what I, I would I would sort of reverse engineer that and say that uh, the, you know we survey on these sorts of issues of bank rate um, over the years all the time, and the reality is that most Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, if if they were not spending on all those things uh, and they had some cushion in their finances, which we believe a good number of people do. Uh, they could be channeling that money to not only emergency savings, but to retirement savings. And uh, one of the more recent surveys we did indicated that the majority of Americans feel that they are behind on their retirement savings. And perhaps no surprise, those who are more senior, i.e. realizing they might actually get to a retirement phase or the risk is there, uh, are feeling that more acutely. So, uh, what you know, the other part is, you know, we've been talking lately, and I, I don't know if you guys have heard this phrase, but... Uh, it's come up in some of the discussions that people have sort of come to us about, uh, and we'll see whether it has any uh, stickiness or resonance. And that is a concept that's being referred to as soft saving uh, or savings. And this is an idea that is being associated with sort of the youngest cohort or age group that's sort of adult, and that is 18 to 26, Gen Z. Uh, and what they're sort of being uh, associated with is an idea that essentially you, you should try to live for today and not think that career is the be-all, end-all. Yeah, I don't know that that's I think, entirely I, new. Yeah, you know? well, I think there are ancient fables about that attitude and how well it works out. Well, I mean, you know, balance is important, right? And I think many of us were reminded about the importance of that uh, when we were sort of uh, grappling with life-death issues uh, it, during the pandemic. And, and it's uh, also um, relevant in the discussion of people demanding more from their employers that isn't just about compensation, that it's about, you know, can there be some flexibility if, if that kind of work allows it and, and you know, four-day work weeks and uh, remote work, uh, hybrid work. But, um, I, you know, what I would say is that to bring it back around to the GDP question, we are fortunate uh, that uh, we, we're still looking at an unemployment rate of 3.8%, and we'll get an update on this next Friday, um, that uh, is remarkably close to the historic low 3.4% we had in April. That was a 53-year low. Um, people can logically or appropriately debate, uh, you know, the quality of all those jobs and, and the statistics that also point out that there are millions of Americans working part-time that would like to have full-time work, millions of Americans who would like to have a job but are not looking for one. Um, those are, you know, those are uh, issues that are worthy of consideration as well. But the reality is the unemployment rate is low. Uh, we are not in a recession as it's as it's defined by uh, those who define such things. But that doesn't mean that just because the sun is shining today that there won't be rain on down the road. And so we, we should be trying to prioritize our emergency savings and paying down debt when credit card debt is at the highest level we've ever seen it. Hey, uh, Rock Chuck Jayhawk, I see you went to the University of Kansas. Um, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm a native Kansan, even though I'm in Maryland. For where, where, where in Kansas are you from? I'm a native Kansan myself. Well, my dad was a newspaper editor and took us to a little town on the Kansas-Oklahoma border called Coffeeville. I know it. Uh, I'm from uh, a little town in southwest Kansas called Scott City, so I'm from the middle oh, of nowhere, Kansas, that. myself. Um, oh, I love it. Uh 
So the first thing you said before we let you go, and we're talking with Mark Hamrick, who is a senior economic analyst with analyst with Bankrate.com. Um, we're not going to see these kind of numbers anytime again soon. Why is that? Uh, just so many things in the transom here that are uh, arguing against it, not the least of which is uh, the Federal Reserve uh, is vowing to keep interest rates high for longer, uh, having really had uh, an unprecedented in our lifetime tightening cycle going back to March of last year. Um, we'll have a Fed meeting next Wednesday I'll be attending, and we'll hear from Chairman Powell at that uh, moment about uh, the future direction. But the Fed shows no intention of, of reducing interest rates anytime soon. Now, if there were um, you know, an absolute slowdown in the economy, they'd be looking at that. But we just had a refresher today on the Fed's own preferred gauge of inflation, and uh, uh, that's well above their target of, of 2%. So um, they may feel that they can leave rates where they are, and that's still having uh, a restrictive impact on the economy. And the other part is, you know, rates are sort of determined two ways. One is through the Federal Reserve and other central banks, and the other in the financial markets. And so we look at things like treasury yields, which might seem very wonky and maybe irrelevant, but actually they're incredibly relevant because they help to determine uh, the ability uh, or the willingness on the part of investors to send, send stock prices higher. And we know that stocks have been under some pressure of late because of those rising yields. And those rising yields also are determinative of what happens with mortgage rates. And we see mortgage rates averaging a 30-year fixed about 8% right now, which is the highest since 2000. So uh, the housing market looks to be sort of headed for another recession-like experience here because you're talking about a monthly payment on a mortgage uh, that would be essentially a thousand dollars a month more than it would have been just about two plus years oh, ago. That's a saw... stunning statistic. Yeah, 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 and that's at four hundred thousand dollars. So, uh, in terms of a, you know a lot of places in the country, you'd be lucky to find a four hundred thousand. Right, like the Bay Area of, uh, of California. Hey, uh, we appreciate your time. Enjoyed that, and um, uh, from from uh, from Kansan to Kansan, thank for thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. My great pleasure. Enjoyed a great deal, and uh, we'll look forward to connecting again down the road. All the best. You bet. Thanks. So, a couple of things in that that are really interesting. First of all, that whole. On a $400,000 mortgage, which in a lot of the country is is plenty, in a lot of the country it's not, your payment would be a grand more per month than a couple of years ago. A grand in just a couple of years. Whew, nobody, No wonder nobody's selling their house. But that, that other stuff in there about people living, you know, all those numbers just don't fit together right in my mind. Uh, the number of people living paycheck to paycheck yet people want to live for today and feel like they've got plenty of money so they're going to concerts and restaurants and stuff like that, well, maybe you wouldn't be paycheck to paycheck. I'm lecturing a young me as well as anybody else. Uh, maybe you wouldn't be paycheck to paycheck if you, you know, skipped a, a summer of uh, recreation and saved a little money. But, well, we'll all learn these lessons the hard way, won't we, when things turn south again someday. Some of that was sobering. And who wants to be sober on a Friday? Uh, stay here. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. 
With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Why, that's Michael Jackson's Thriller, if it was a bluegrass song, of course. What'd you think it was? So is that one of those AI things? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, um, I find all those uh, uh, entertaining enough and interesting, but it, it it seems to be pretty easy to do. I ended up going down the rabbit hole of YouTube the other night on that. It's when Joe turned me on to Hank Williams singing Gangsta Paradise or something like that. Um, it's just, it's amazing. But... I think we all could do that if we sat down for 15 minutes and downloaded chat GPT or something. Weird, dude. It used to be like you you would have become rich 10 years ago if you could have done that. Certainly 30 years ago if you'd have had the technology to do that. Now anybody can do it. Um, I wanted to fit this on. Oh, uh, one a bunch of people texted. If our federal government buildings are 80% empty nationwide, how you put up, put all the homeless in there? Bunch of you texted that. That's a pretty good idea. Talking about taking over hotels or whatever. Put them in the federal whatchamacallit building that's got two people in it. Anyway, uh, it's pumpkin spice season. I want to hear what Jimmy Fallon has to say about that. Yep, Halloween is almost here, which means there are pumpkin products everywhere. Starbucks, Oreos, Wendy's, IHOP. Everyone's getting in on it. And maybe nowhere more than Trader Joe's. They go nuts for pumpkin. In fact, check out this ad I just saw. Hey, pumpkin lovers, Trader Joe's is your one-stop shop for pumpkin this fall. Our fan-favorite pumpkin bread mix is back. Plus, we've got pumpkin scones, pumpkin bagels, pumpkin brioche toast, pumpkin cheesecake, pumpkin yogurt, and even pumpkin silk. (laughs) Throw it all in your pumpkin cart and pay at our pumpkin register with our pumpkin employees to feed your pumpkin wife and pumpkin kids and pumpkin dog. Don't forget to bring your tote bag. Trader Joe's, we've got pumpkins. Ah. Nice. It's a little scary, right? Yeah, I feel like the whole pumpkin thing uh, jumped the shark a while back. But, you know, if you like pumpkin spice latte, good for you. Mentioned this earlier. Survey said people are uh, losing their interest in tipping. So I guess this started during the pandemic. 
where they started adding tips to everything. We are all used to tipping at a restaurant. It was a cultural thing, but then they started adding tips to everything. You're at the grocery store, and there's an opportunity to tip. Every time I go to the pet store and buy, you know, crickets for our lizard, (laughs) there's a space on there. Would you like to tip 20%? No, I'm not going to tip 20% for that. And what did we get a text? Oh, somebody got their car smogged the other day, and they are paying for it and had an opportunity to tip 20% for the... The car smoggy. Well, all this has driven Americans away from saying they want to tip. They feel like they've given uh, enough and they're sick and tired of tipping during every transaction. transaction. And a new poll, three in four respondents think the practice of tipping for service is out of control. And three in five say they're actually willing to pay more for goods to have the price factored in rather than being uh, asked to tip because... Well over half of people feel pressure to tip when the option pops up on the screen during a cashless checkout. I used to. I did for a long time. They've beaten me down. It's sort of going away now. But like when I'm at the pet store and it says, would you like to give $5 to the abused puppies fund? Um, You know, I always feel like they're looking at me or the person in line behind me is looking at me and what you don't care about abused puppies, but you don't know what these charities are. You don't know how good they are with their money or you give to another charity that does the same sort of thing. But yeah, I used to feel that pressure felt like eh. 60% of people say there's tipping fatigue and they're less likely to tip now than they were before this all started. So too much of a good thing. Uh, Although about half say they try to tip everyone that asks. So about half of you, every single transaction you have, when it says you could tip, you go ahead and tip. Right. Well, and when did when did the tip get more expensive? You know how when you go to a restaurant and they give you the suggested tips down at the bottom? Yeah. I was always taught growing up, 20% is sure. solid. Sure. Now there's a 25% at the bottom of the receipt. So it says 15, 20, then 25. So now I'm like, oh, am I the cheap, you know, SOB that's not going the 25? Like, is 25 the norm now? Is 20 low? Does anybody know? Uh, at what point are they spitting in your food the next time you're there? Yeah, that's what you need to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I tip pretty well. If it's somebody that's really busting their uh, their ass, because uh, so many places, they, they, they don't have any staff there at all. The fact that you're showing up and working, I really appreciate that. But the non-restaurant stuff, I'm just not tipping you. And I don't I don't know if, that, if you're whispering a-hole under your breath when I walk out of the place. I don't know, but. It's not cool. Don't you can't just force a new cultural norm on us all. What was the other thing I wanted to fit in? Uh, humans are going to become immortal this century, according to some doctors. Maybe we can get to that next hour. That'd be hour four. We do four hours every single day. If you miss an hour, you should grab the podcast. Just subscribe to Armstrong and Getty on demand, and then you'll get all the hours all the time, and you won't have to go searching for them or whatever. But uh, in hour four, we'll take another look at our, to me, the biggest story. In the last 24 hours, by far, is that we finally did punch back at Iran, although in kind of a small way. Uh, but it could be the beginning of much more to come. Um, and uh, and what that might mean, uh, Iran might be spoiling for a fight. That might have been the whole point of Hamas going into Israel and doing the horrible things they did in the first place, was to have Israel overact and us, us overreact. Who knows? More on that coming up in hour four on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, 
assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 